Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, I just looked today, by the way. We are going to hit the 100th episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive Ooh. this coming Wednesday. All right. All right. I like there it. There it is. I like it. There it is. It's, you know, it, it's flown by, hasn't it? When I really? said 100 episodes, like in my own head, that just sounds crazy already. Sounds like a lot. We do it daily. Yeah. 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 Gets here fast. Um, do this daily. Tomlin talks weekly. That's what we have to go based off today, and not a typical Tomlin Tuesday with the team playing on Saturday. So it's Tomlin Mike Monday Tuesday. instead of Tomlin Tuesday. There we go. There we go. That was so easy. Like I don't know why that didn't occur to me. That was so easy. Mike Monday, man. Um, but anyway, so Tomlin speaking today. Checked a lot of boxes in terms of topics, but yet said nothing when talking about these topics. Really. Um, so we could kind of, let, let's start with, with Watt and Highsmith, both currently in the protocol. Obviously he's not going to update with guys on concussions. Uh, they got until Saturday to clear, but man, both edge rushers. Cause we didn't even know about the TJ thing when we spoke last week that happened obviously after we had recorded on Friday, uh, it obviously would be, uh, to the Steelers detriment to have to go to Indy without either one of those two. Yeah, that'd be bad. Um, <laughs> and you know, with the concussion protocol, we're probably not going to know. Until Friday, yeah. really. I mean, it's probably going to be a topic of discussion all week. Um, Alex mm-hmm. Highsmith, you know, was announced as a neck injury first, and now was in the concussion protocol. So that I think is especially concerning. Like when they said he was out, they actually announced him being out. He was still in the tent. Like he hadn't yeah. even come out of the tent yet. Like that, 
Uh, that's that's bad. There's been a lot of talk about TJ Watt and why the Steelers let him finish the game. Uh, I guess people thought that I, I don't know. Um, he changed him. visors and yeah. Well, was- he actually changed. I believe he actually completely just put a different helmet on. So oh, okay. when TJ wears a visor, he usually wears the tinted visor. He was wearing a helmet that did not have a visor when be at the beginning of the game, and then he switched to a helmet that did have a visor on after. You know, I. I I don't know that that means anything. He was actually checked twice. He was checked by the Steelers team physician, went back into the game. And then during the next offensive series, the NFL red hat independent medical examiner had Watt in the blue tent and running back and forth on the sideline, doing testing on him the entire next offensive series, both the Steelers and the independent neurologist cleared him to return. Um, You know, concussion symptoms don't always happen right away. And you can also have like multiple, sub concussive blows during the course of a game that add up to you feeling bad the next day, you know, like just because that he was not having concussive symptoms at that moment, you know, he obviously did take a blow to the head and you are, even if it's a sub concussive blow at that point, more vulnerable to something else happening later to, you know, get you um, to, to have concussion symptoms. So it doesn't mean that, like, the process was broken. It doesn't mean the Steelers were negligent. It just means that, like, you can't, literally can't catch them all. Like, it happens. Um, and then I don't think that there's anything wrong with the way the Steelers or the NFL approached that situation just because TJ put a different helmet on with a visor. Like, I, you know, he literally got need in the face mask. Like, I can think of 20 reasons why he would want to put a different helmet on that don't have anything to do with him feeling concussion symptoms. So um, I don't know, for me, that's kind of a non-story. Obviously, TJ playing or not playing is a big deal and something to monitor this week. And, whoa, I mean, like, went from feeling very good about the depth of the outside linebacker. And, like, look, I don't think it would be a catastrophe if Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig have to start, but there's nobody left behind them. Like, that's that's the whole kitchen cabinet. Sure. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up too, is, you know, we've talked about the depth that they have there being four strong at the position, but if you're down both of those guys, uh, yeah, then you're getting pretty thin there. You'd obviously probably see some type of elevation from the practice squad or, you know, somebody, another body added to or something, but man, uh, yeah, you're really stretching it thin at outside linebacker too now, as well as inside linebacker. Yeah, Kyron Johnson has been on the practice squad, and they yeah. just re-signed David Perales, who I actually thought was pretty good in the preseason as an undrafted rookie, um, back to the practice squad. So they've got bodies, but man, um, not nobody that – I mean, Kyron Johnson, very small dude for an outside linebacker. Perales, undrafted, never played in a real NFL game. Not exactly like – a whole, whole hell of a lot of depth there for, you know, Nick Herbig making his first career start, you know, like, you know, probably not going to want him to play every snap. So uh, yeah. going to be a tough spot if Watt and Highsmith both can't go. Yeah, sure. Uh want to flip the script to something that has also, I feel like this would be more of a topic if it wasn't for the team kind of imploding the last two games and the result of those two games. But, you know, George Pickens frustrations have continued and you're seeing it on the sidelines as well. Obviously, as you know, we made a bunch about the social media stuff just a few weeks back, but very clearly visibly frustrated on the sidelines. Teammates often having to come over and you know, trying to corral him. Uh, Tomlin was asked about that today. Again, you know, kind of downplaying it, answer slash not answer about it. But um, 
you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't want to read into body language or anything like that. But but he at least addressed it. He was asked about it. What did you make of what he had to say about it? And are we getting, you know, is this still kind of the same steady path? Or do you think that the situation is getting worse? Well, I mean, I asked him the question. And I actually thought that he was more forthcoming than I thought he would be. And just admitting that this is a problem. Like, he, he said, like, it's a problem. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, and, and I really probably did not expect to get that answer from him. Um, and I like the way he phrased it. He said, like, look, that is natural. Like, that's a natural mm-hmm. human reaction to be that frustrated. And because we put so much into this and we care. Um, but he also said, like, I'm comfortable asking these guys to do things that aren't natural. You're a professional athlete. Like, that's that's part of the job. And so I thought it was a pretty... I actually thought that was a pretty unambiguous reprimand um, from the head coach towards George Pickens. I know Mitch Trubisky kind of went to bat for him after the game and said, like, you know, I'm glad he cares that much and we got to get him the ball. But uh, I think at some point, look, nobody wants that on your team. Like, I mean, you you just don't want – nobody's happy. Nobody's – nobody's – everybody's frustrated with the way things are going. Um, But you don't want to deal with that kind of – negativity that kind of emotional presence on the sideline during a game you just don't want to deal with it i think george has to find a way to channel his frustrations and his emotions in a more productive manner um and look i think that's something that when you're a guy you know i assume that wherever george pickens played in high school he made that team very good just by his presence i know at georgia he probably lost three games in three years or whatever uh Mm -hmm. guys have to learn that the NFL is like you and I really do think like the stratification of college football has produced a whole lot of kids that never lost once since like middle school that now come to the NFL and you're like nine and eight is a good year for a lot of NFL teams. And that's more losses than have ever absorbed in their entire life. And they don't know how to deal. And that's not necessarily just a George Pickens problem. um, But it is for the Steelers right now. And I think, look like, People have been very critical about Najee Harris and his reactions and his dealing with the media. I think you can make a lot of the same connections there. Like, I I don't think this is just a Steelers problem, but it is a Steelers problem right now. Yeah. And and that seems to be the first thing you said, kind of the common theme with everybody. It's like, we're glad that he cares at the very least. Obviously, he could find better ways to channel it, but it's, it's coming from a good place his frustrations because he knows how good he is and how much he can help this football team. If they do get the football to him now, finding a way to channel that better, you know, like a guy, like, you know, I'm not trying to like compare guys or anything like that, or they're not even necessarily the same situation, but you look at a guy like Jalen Warren, who only had 11 touches on Thursday in something like, you know, you look at the way that he's played and how productive he had been when you're getting the football in his hands and how electric he can be for this offense. You don't really see him when he's not that big of a part of a game plan. Again, just 11 touches on Thursday you know acting out on the sidelines or doing these things this way when he's not involved as much as he would like to be clearly like to be i mean i think part of that is like if you're undrafted and you do that you get cut yeah (laughs) yeah i mean although not not right now but i think like you have to go through that period where like in training camp rookie year if jalen warren acts out one time that's the end of jalen warren like like you you can't get through what he's been through without that kind of emotional maturity, or you wouldn't have made it. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, forget the NFL. You don't make it through junior college 
Uh, if you're not going to have the emotional maturity that Jalen Warren has displayed, it's a different world for him than it has been for George Pickens and Najee Harris and guys like that who were five-star recruits, major college guys that have never really had to deal with this kind of negativity. And I think it shows. Yeah. And that's, and, and you know what, also you mentioned up guys, not, uh, you know, being familiar with losing, uh, you look at Jalen Warren's path to the NFL. He, he lost some football games, I'm sure. Yeah. In Utah State. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was very familiar. Um, but okay. And then obviously, you know, he had to address the QB situation. We know it's going to be Mitch Trubisky with Kenny Pickett still going to be out on Saturday against the Colts. Uh, nothing surprising there, right? That it is going to be Mitch Trubisky again. Again, you know, people on social media trying to stir it up as if there is some type of conversation to be had. We will see Mason Rudolph get some reps, which is hasn't been the case all year, um, but not in a manner of trying to earn the starting spot. That obviously wasn't exactly how Tomlin phrased that, but at this well, time of year, pretty much how Tomlin phrased it. You, you, yeah. you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> there's no chance unless Mitch Trubisky's arm falls off between now and Saturday that he is not the yeah. starting quarterback. Look, I, I don't know why anybody is making a big like. Look, Mitch was bad in that game, but Mitch was mm-hmm. not like so bad that like I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I can't. There's no reason to think that that Rudolph would be better. Like I don't understand where that line of thinking comes from. I think we've seen him over and over again over the years perform poorly. And like, first of all, hasn't run the Steelers' offense one time since August. Like, yeah. And like, and the, the you know, look at what's going wrong with this team right now. Um, Kenny Pickett has to scramble, gets hurt. Mitch Trubisky spent half that game running for his life. Mason Rudolph, the least mobile of the three. Like, if I'm Mason, I'm like, guys, I'm 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 really I'm good. Like, I'm I'm fine with just taking some practice reps and uh he's gonna pull a Zach Wilson. Me, but I'm in, but like, don't go out of your way. Like, I, you know. Yeah. Like Zach Wilson said, he was reluctant to step back into the starting role. Mason Rios to do the same thing, but actually go through with it, not take back. I, it's not. It's not that he's reluctant about starting. It may just be reluctant about playing in general. Uh, with the way they're pass protecting oh. right now, Colts do not have a dynamic uh, defensive line. But man, like, uh, it's a big problem with the team right now, and I don't see how Mason Rudolph fixes it. I, I just. I don't may like, could he go out there and have a good game? Sure. I mean, he's a professional quarterback. I don't think it's beyond his capability to play well. I just don't know why anyone would suspect that he is the better option. I would have a different feeling maybe if they had some just total unknown, you know, like just if undrafted rookie Tanner Morgan had made the team and was the third quarterback and it's like, what the heck try him. How, you know, what do you have to lose? I could maybe get on board with that. I mean, I think we know what Mason Rudolph's all about, and I have no idea why anyone's clamoring for it now. Are you ready for this? Uh, this is a guy that has played, though, a little bit in the NFL. What about Trace McSorley? Trace McSorley, I believe, has the worst career passer rating of any <laughs> quarterback that is currently on employed by a team. I, I'm, I'm fair. If that, if it's not. If it's not a that was going into this weekend's games, so like if it changed, it's a recent change. I believe it's in the 30s, which is honestly really hard to do. Wow. That's sort of like taking the SATs and getting fewer points than what you get for putting your name on it. Like that's that's pretty I, much like yes, and look because I watched Tim Boyle play for the Jets, and I don't <laughs> think it could get worse. Yeah, uh, he has a 48.8 career passer rating. That's mm half 
of Mitch Trubisky's, just roughly. Yikes. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, um, think to, I, I don't think we need to entertain that. I will agree with Tomlin's sentiment about Mitch also looking better, I thought, as the game went on. In the yeah, second I agree. Half, as opposed to the first half. So, you know, maybe maybe another week you do see another, you know, step in the right direction within this offense. But, yeah, a big part of that, and I am not absolving Mitch Trubisky of blame here because he was bad for sure, especially in that first half. But you mentioned he was running for his life a lot too. You know, if the offensive line plays better against Indy than they did against New England, it gives Mitch a better chance as well. Yeah, the other thing I'll say is that, you know, he's got to take care of the football. If those, like, three almost interceptions are all three interceptions, sure. I think yeah. we might have seen Mason Rudolph at halftime. Like, I, yeah. I don't – and that's – like, Mason Rudolph is not starting this game, but I don't think Mitch Trubisky has so long of a leash that it's not reasonable to think that we might see him in this game. That's why they're going to get him ready this mm-hmm. week. Last week it was not really feasible to get Mason Rudolph ready. Kenny Pickett gets hurt on Sunday. Mitch has to play for the first time, has to start for the first time all season on Thursday. There's just no reps in there to get Mason ready. This week he will be ready. If Trubisky goes out and throws three interceptions in the first half this week, he's going to get benched. Like that's, that's the bottom line. He can't do that again, but he was better in the second half. And if he continues on that trajectory, I think he'll be good enough to one, keep the starting job and two, probably win like i don't think he was that bad in that second half it was the steelers dug themselves such a big hole that they couldn't get out of it yeah right that's why i mentioned you know if they scored if you would have told me before the game the steelers are gonna score 18 points against the patriots i would have thought that that was a w based off what new england's offense had been doing yeah they also didn't compliment him with the run game. <laughs> yeah exactly they also didn't compliment him with a run game you know mitch led all uh, ball carriers of the Steelers with 30 rushing yards. So if they're able to run the football better against any other, we kind of expected that to be against New England. Uh, but if you're able to run the football better against Indianapolis, that of course would be beneficial to Mitch's chances in the passing game as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Alan, you brought up a good point while we're on the topic of quarterbacks uh, looking around. And I, I would say lead, but we don't have to stretch that far. Just looking within the division, you know, we know that it's not just Kenny Pickett for the Steelers uh, dealing with back quarterbacks right now. Jake Browning playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Flacco off of his couch starting for the Cleveland Browns. And we've seen those guys over the last few weeks step in and play very well in their situations. And you brought up an interesting point to me. And this is going to be, you know, from the fan perspective of things as well. I'm curious what people think. Does it make you feel worse about where the Steelers have been with Kenny Pickett? Not just obviously right now and what he's shown but also, you know, projecting into the future, his ability to maybe turn things around. I think that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think it really brings into like, look, I had, I wrote a story today about Mitch starting and I just put his stats out there and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Like they're terrible. So it was like, I guess yeah. you don't like Mitch Trubisky. I was like, no, there's just no honest way to talk about Mitch Trubisky's play other than yeah. that it's been terrible. Like, if he qualified for any rate stat this year, it'd be like an average of 30th in the league or something like that. And, like, he was it's not that much worse than he was last year. Like, it's all like, yeah, it's just kind of a small sample right now. But, like, it's, it's the same guy. And, like, Trubisky has been, like, this much worse than Pickett. Like, it's not, you know, Kenny's been a bad starting quarterback. Every quarterback except for Bryce Young, that is statistically worse than Kenny Pickett this year was either benched or is himself a backup. There is no other quarterback besides Bryce Young that has been a starting quarterback for his team all year that has been statistically worse than Kenny Pickett. And you see a guy like Joe Flacco come off the street 
off the couch, built like me, looks like me. Like, how does that guy do it when the Steelers' first round pick can't? And how, like, how do you still have optimism that Kenny figures it out? I don't know. I think that's a tough sell for me right now. What are you feeling? Uh, kind of the same. You know, I, I feel like I had kind of started to get further and for, further to that side of things. Again, you know, understanding that he they didn't strap him to the best situation, bringing him in in a Matt Canada offense and giving a guy that has never developed a quarterback uh, an opportunity that he probably should not have been given to do so with Kenny Pickett, a first round quarterback. But he's had less less flashes than plenty of other guys that have already been their team has moved on from them. And and that goes back to now just wondering, you know, we don't think the Steelers aren't going to draft a quarterback in the first round. They're not going to move on from Kenny Pickett. We don't think in 2024, but I think it's an interesting question. If it was another franchise, would they, because you see teams be willing to pull the plug on quarterbacks that have shown more than Kenny Pickett has at least like the high end flashes. Um, but the thing is, like, how much do you attach the record or should you attach the record of the team to the quarterback of that team? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at the point where uh, I, I don't want to fully write it off. But if you were to ask me right now, is Kenny Pickett the guy or is he not the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's not the guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like Zach Wilson, repl- benched, replaced, benched again. Desmond Ritter, yeah. benched. Back Jones, benched. Like, these are these are recent quarterbacks of of uh, Kenny Pickett's class and, and maybe one before. Um, Malik Willis mm-hmm. drafted over already. You know, like, there, there's lots of these guys out there that that uh, yeah. either didn't get a chance or aren't going to get a chance, you know, and, and or had their chance and lost it already. It is not a league that, we're, that is – where patience is, is really common. And so I don't know. I think, I think there's, we've talked about lots of these examples, right? Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right. Gets a new coaching staff. Looks like a totally different guy Tua, you know, gets a new coaching staff. Looks like a totally different guy. Like, I think there's reason to still have some hope that the Steelers could bring in a new offense and that Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett could be better. I think now the idea that he's going to be Lawrence or Tua at this point is starting to feel a little far-fetched, right? Like, I I just sure. don't yeah. see how we get there from here. Could he be good enough to continue down the path as a starting quarterback? Yes. I, I, I think that – I think that's still on the – I think that's still very realistic. I think you get a much better offensive coordinator, someone that can actually develop a quarterback who puts in a passing scheme that is – you know, much more in line with what the modern NFL is doing. Somebody like Daryl Beevil or Clint Kubiak or Pep Hamilton or someone like that comes in as a Steelers offensive coordinator. I feel pretty good about them, you know, getting, getting much more out of Kenny Pickett, you know, and I don't like the thing. I just like, look, everyone just sort of says that like the chargers are screwing up Justin Herbert, right? Like that's just sort of, this like agreed upon fact that it's the chargers and not Justin Herbert. I think the Steelers situation is a lot less clear, right? Because Justin Herbert has had those games, those 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 flashes, right? Where he's shown mm-hmm. the talent for like full games and really put it all out there. And then maybe like the team lets him down. I just don't think we've seen enough of that from Pickett to feel confident that that's still coming right now. And I think, man, when you see a guy like Joe Flacco do it off the street or a guy like, <laughs> you know, Jake Browning, 
I just, man, it, it really, um, I think it really highlights how bad the Steelers offense is first and foremost, but I think it also has to bring in real questions as to like, what should, what is a proper level of optimism for Kenny Pickett's future right now? I, I, this is like the exact same conversation I had through text with somebody yesterday um, where it's like, am I giving up on Kenny Pickett yet? No. And I don't think the Steelers will either. They're going to give him an opportunity within a new offense to show something, but it is discouraging how little he has shown despite the environment that has surrounded him. I think that's probably the best way to put it for me, in my opinion, of how I feel like it. Like, I, I just feel like despite everything, when you go back and watch the tape, the plays that are there that aren't being made, not even have this having this offense. And I still say this offense because it's the same offense that Matt Canada had when he was here still, despite him not being here. Him not at least having it what the floor of it should be is why I am so discouraged. I understand that the ceiling was never going to be there for this yeah. offense. You know, it's, it's, it's heavily capped for sure but it wasn't even operating at what its floor should be due to the QB play that they were getting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that, that really, I mean, and I think that that just highlights the lack of development as a quarterback. Right. I mean, I don't like, I just think that they needed someone in there that could make him better. Like he, he needs development and they just have no Mm -hmm. one that seems capable of it. And I'll go back to like what I said after Canada was fired. I was like, I feel like Mike Sullivan probably deserved to be fired more. Like I, I really, I really feel that way. Like I, I, I feel yeah. like the development of Kenny Pickett was the bigger problem than what co- plays were being called when, and and like now, obviously he's hurt, so it doesn't matter. But like you're, you know, they've, they've got to go outside the organization at probably both offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for next year and figure something out. Mike Sullivan should have been the one fired when Matt Canada was, if not before Matt Canada, probably in the, no, not probably should not have come into this season, or you should have had somebody else on the staff, not named Matt Canada right, or, or Mike Sullivan in offensive role. Yeah. Right. Where's the, you know, isn't Pep Hamilton just unemployed? Like just I, sitting I looked him up when you mentioned him last time and yeah, he is not affiliated to a different team. It looks like he's, he's hire the Joe Flacco of coaches right now. So hire that guy. Bring him in, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they really dropped the ball. We've, I mean, I've, I feel like I've, I've hammered this point a lot, but they really dropped the ball on both sides of, of, of the ball, but especially on offense in terms of the coaching staff. It's not good enough. It wasn't good enough coming into the year. And when you fire Canada, you're just spreading the not good enough around thinner. Like, I, I don't yeah. think that that helps. It's, it's not better. Uh, so I was looking at Pep Hamilton just wasn't retained when D'Amico went into Houston. And when you look at like Bobby Slowick, obviously, like in what he's done with well. uh, it's yeah. yeah, it's fair to do. But I will say, man, for what they were getting out of and, and Davis Mills was never going to be the long term solution. But like getting decent play from Davis Mills in Houston should have led to Pep Hamilton get another opportunity somewhere else right away. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Davis Mills was a nothing prospect too. Like it's not like everybody anybody thought he was supposed to be any good. Eleven games, and I, sh- I thought he should have went back to school because I thought he showed something at Stanford. But it was like eleven games. Like I don't know why he came out when he did, but yeah, third round pick thrown in in Houston because of the whole situation with Deshaun Watson, and then I thought he showed again enough that Pep Hamilton should have been able to parlay that into an opportunity somewhere else. Just for the record. Career passer rating, 83. Kenny Pickett, career passer rating, 78.8. Yeah. Throw it out there. 
Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just think it's not like, yeah, the Steelers offensive scheme is badly deficient. But man, like Davis Mills. I feel like you could look around the league and maybe not as bad as, and I think that we're probably a little bit, you and I watch obviously football around the league. It isn't just the Steelers, but we're going to be focused more on the Steelers than anybody else. If we take a look around the league, I'm sure that there are other teams that have bad passing concepts within their offense. And it's just not a very good passing game that sets the quarterback up for success. Yeah. The and I bet you, <laughs> yeah. And I bet you yeah, the quarterbacks yeah. within those teams are still doing more than what Kenny Pickett has in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, the chargers are certainly yeah. like, the yeah. poster child for that. Uh, absolutely. Right. I mean, um, and look, Justin Herbert's numbers are far better than Pink. I think he's a better player. Like, I don't think there's mm-hmm. much question about that. He was top 10 pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, I think there's, there's waning optimism that the Steelers have some kind of like elite franchise guy. Now, that being said, the Steelers' defense is talented enough to win with just average quarterback play. Like, I would really love to see what the Steelers' defense over the last four years would have at any point looked like with just average quarterback play because I mean, it'd be pretty good. Like, that, yeah, that'd have been all right. Well, you might as well throw the name out there again Kirk Cousins. You put Kirk yeah, Cousins there in you this. Go. He's just our <laughs> idol, he is our stand in for averageness yeah. at the quarterback position, but there are lots of those Jared Goff, you know, like there, yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's lots of those guys. Mm-hmm. That's that. um, a little better, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to mention this one comment that I did see from Keith Robinson from Friday's show, because we've talked about like, you know, 0% chance that the Steelers are going to move on. They're not going to take a quarterback, but like what early, because I do think that they should draft a quarterback in the middle rounds to like finally have a cheap backup. Yeah, I, I did my first little, like, I'm going to look at, look at a mock draft. And mm-hmm. I got the kid from Tulane in the fourth round, Michael Pratt. That's my guy. Yes. I would love it if they took him in the middle rounds. Um, but Keith Robinson mentions uh, why so sure that KP will be around next year. He was Colbert's draft pick. Maybe Khan will be a little bit more aggressive as he's shown that mindset the last couple off season or last off season. No, I mean, like the, the Steelers aren't going to give up on a first round pick that fast, especially as bad as their offense was. Mm-hmm. I do think that there will be another quarterback in that room next year. That is not there right now. Like they're not going to roll it back with these three again, whether that's a draft pick or, Look, I don't think it's unrealistic that they could cut Mitch and replace him with another different veteran guy to p- push Kenny too. Like I think that's possible. Um, do I think it's going to be Justin Fields or Kyler Murray? I don't know, probably not. Like that's pretty unsteelersy, but I think yeah. there's I think there's a possible there's a real possibility that they look at what Mitch has done and they decide that that's really not very good and that they could probably do better for what they're going to pay Mitch next year. I mean, look at this week's matchup. Like Gardner Minshew has done quite well uh, and is making $3 million. Like I think, you know, I I don't think Mitch has been, and again, like it's chicken or the egg, right? Because is it, if you, if you switch places with those guys, would Minshew just have Mitch's numbers and vice versa? I don't know. I can't say for sure. Like, but I think yeah. the Steelers are spending a lot of money to get not very good backup quarterback play. I could see them deciding to make a change there too. But I think we're going to come into the season with Kenny Pickett as the starter no matter what. I, I agree. Everybody brings up like with Mitch that they wouldn't cut ties because they're just signing him to that extension. 
I mean, if you look at what the, the numbers are in that extension, it's not like it, it they're hamstrung to keep him on the roster next season. They actually have the potential out in 2024 uh, with 4.6 dead cap. Yeah, that's, that's nothing, especially if you do it post-June 1. Like, mm-hmm. if you do it yeah. post-June 1, it's 2.3 dead cap in 24 and 2.3 dead cap in 25. Like, that's yeah. nothing. That's nothing. They can they can cut Mitch if they want to. Yeah, there we go. Um, all They're right, not going to cut Kenny Pickett or trade him because I mean, I guess maybe there's somebody who will want him. I don't know. I haven't really considered that until this very second. But I don't think. It's <laughs> yeah. very I don't think it's yeah. very like. That's what I, I just started to think. Like, what type of pick are they getting back in the Kenny Pickett trade? I don't know. Uh, anything else, Alan? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, you know what to do. Tell the people they can. A find Saunders it. underscore PGH on X at PGH Steelers now. SteelersNow.com. Uh Steelers Now Plus. All the good best stuff for myself, Nick Fair about Derek Bell. Shout out Nick. Held down the fort on the website while I was off over the weekend. And uh yeah, like and subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Let's keep getting those numbers up. Yep. For episode 100. Yep. That's cool, man. Yep. Episode 100 on Wednesday. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Leave us a comment down below, including questions. We've been getting a ton of comments lately. That's great. We want to know your thoughts on the topics we're talking about. Also, drop us questions, though, too, so we can answer them on the show. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you uh, use to get your podcasts, whatever platform you have of choice. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH, for Alan Saunders and myself. We'll be back next time. Thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steelers Afternoon Drive. <laughs>